Hi, this is Jack Dyer, and this is Caller Go Ahead, a show made up of voicemails left by listeners at 702-546-6329. Enjoy the show. Wow, that beat uh, surprises me every time. Um, hi, I'm back. Um, I have uh, a lot of online friends. I think that in this day and age, having online friends is what keeps you like around you know it's hard to go outside and in the world and make friends like we don't have school we don't have work we don't have college so what are you going to turn to the internet right and i've known this girl for probably about um i'd say two months now and she's amazing um i talk to her every day almost all day long and I just, I don't know if I could go without talking to her for an entire day, Um, which is weird that I formed such an attachment to what was essentially at one point a complete stranger, and I want to go meet her. She lives in Missouri, I believe, and I'm from Jersey, but it's such a hard flight to make. It's such a hard trip to make, but for some reason, I feel like meeting her would solve a lot of the problems that I have now. A lot of, like, the loneliness I'm feeling from not being able to go out into the world and make friends. I mean, I know it wouldn't, but it would be so amazing to do it. But I also have this, like, irrational fear of what if she's not who she says she is, right? Like, I I Skype her. I know that she is, like, at least a girl. At least she's my age, right? But how do you really know who a person is on the other side of the computer? How do you really know that they're not luring you into a trap? And I wish there was a way to easier tell. Easier tell. That's not English. I mean, you get the point. <laughs> I wish there was, like, a way to know for sure, 100%, that this person is who they are. And even if they aren't, um, like, what are they trying to hide? Are they trying to hide some personality that they, part about them that they don't like? Or are they trying to like hide something in the past that haunts them that they wish they could forget and they're not going to tell you about it right i don't know i feel like we all do that to some extent on the internet but i guess that's that um that was a a really long ramble and it was very uncoherent but uh that's what you're getting so yeah i'll I'll probably be back next week uh to give y'all more me talk Okay, well, uh, I appreciate your place to ramble. I guess, bye for now. Yo, it's uh, Mason. I don't know, I'm just calling because, I don't know, I'm bored at school. I just want to let everyone know that have a good day today. You know, it's sometimes, sometimes it's hard to have a good day, but, you know, you just got to go through it and uh, love the show. Keep it up. So I got this banana, right? It's like a um it's like a stand for your phone. And uh it's plastic and you can just put it down and you can put your phone like sideways or upwards. My phone's kinda long so I can't put it upwards otherwise it just falls over. Um but yeah, you can use it to stand it up and I just be going up to uh everybody um with the banana and going like 
Look at this banana. It's kind of weird, isn't it? It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Um, and it just confuses them, and I think that's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, right now I'm getting gas, and as I'm standing outside, I'm thinking about how warm it is. Two days ago, it was about 65 degrees colder, and, um... I'm I'm really enjoying the heat, but I'm from North Dakota, and I've always enjoyed winter. It's always been my favorite season. But this year's been tough. It was it was minus 30 for like two and a half weeks, and uh, my car wasn't starting, and it was a tough time. And we also don't have any snow. One of my favorite parts about winter is the way it looks outside. And uh, this whole year, it's been nothing, absolutely nothing. We got about three inches three days ago, but it's gone already. And, um, yeah, I'm moving to Fairbanks in August. It's cold in Fairbanks. It it has not been above zero in a long time there. And, um, I guess, I guess I hope they have snow next winter. Otherwise, I'll be really sad and cold. Okay, so I do a lot of art. I draw, I paint, and all this other weird stuff. It's pretty great. And I painted this picture of a cat for my coworker because she loved her cat. And she commissioned me to do this, like, kind of medium-sized acrylic painting of her cat. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. But then she was like, my cat died. So then I felt bad. And I was like, okay, well, I'll reduce the price because I don't want her to feel like I'm, like, hitting her when she's down. So I was like, okay, well, um, it'll be, like, this much money. Um, (laughs) And it's taking me – it's going to take me, like, I don't know, because I usually do painting for fun. And it's probably going to take me, like, 20 hours to do it. And I was having fun until I realized I, like, really undercharged for it. And I'm not just going to say, like, oh, by the way, um, I'm going to charge more money for it because I feel bad. Cat dies. Like, what am I, what am I supposed to do? Because, like, I already started painting the cat. It's not like I can back out and be like, oh, uh." and it kind of looks, it kind of looks like garbage. Not going to lie. Like, it looks good, but. It's not to the standard I would like it to be, and that's very upsetting. So, I don't know. I guess I'll learn for the future that I shouldn't underprice things just because I feel bad for people. Because, like, the painting I gave her before was free, so I should have charged more and been like, oh, make up for it. But, like, I don't know. Like, it would be rude for me to be like, oh, pay this much money because your cat died and you want me to paint it. Like, I don't know. It's weird. (laughs) Anyway. Bye. Have a good day. I hope that nobody else is undervalued for their work. What did the mailman say to the postman? (laughs) Uh, This goes out to the um, obscurely vulnerable caller with phone anxiety. At first, I just thought I relate so much to the phone calls here. (laughs) 
that I hate talking on the phone. Um, but then you were talking about how it's weird that people aren't more open about themselves. Um, and honestly, I kind of get that. If I feel like if we all just kind of went into things a little more forward, <laughs> we could weed out the people who are worth it <laughs> faster. Um, I know for me, I've been through a lot of, of friendships, I guess, where they didn't end up sticking around so much uh, when when I kind of ended up, I don't know, standing up for myself. I was a doormat a lot <laughs> growing up. Uh, and when I kind of took my stand, they were like, uh, nah, <laughs> we don't, we don't want to hang out with somebody who's going to stop being a doormat. Uh, that's, that's besides, but what I really want to say is I've always, for a while now, I've kind of thought, sure would be cool if I could just go into any potential friendship or whatever with like a little like friendship resume <laughs> almost and be like, okay, so here's all the pros and cons of being my friend. Here's all my warning labels. Here's all of the things that, you know, like I think are pretty good about me and here's all my issues. Um, just so you're aware of them in advance. And if all of this scares you off, then that's chill. We don't have to go forward in this relationship and that will save me a lot of time. Because I don't, you know, I'm an introvert. It takes a lot of emotional, mental energy to deal with people. I kind of want to just save myself the effort if I can. <laughs> if I could just start off immediately by laying it all out on the table, putting all my cards out there. And they can look at it, they can take it, or they can leave it. And if they go, you know what, I'm so interested. I'd like to try this friendship out. I'm like, great somehow that didn't spook them off they must they must be there must be something there might as well give it a try um so yeah i get what you're saying that'd be that'd be kind of nice <laughs> uh, yeah that's all hi um i'm calling to say that i'm still here and it's a good thing uh right now i'm sitting on the porch with my cat she kept looking at me, and I just could not sit with her. Uh, it's February, and it's been about four years since I got a concussion that permanently changed my life, and about one year since I dropped out of college. I've lived a bit of a weird life. I had a 4.6, 4.3 GPA in high school, and I got into an honors school with a 20% acceptance rate. But when I got there, things didn't work out because I have an unspecified mood disorder. So I can be feeling any range of depression and anxiety within any given day. Um, but right now it's okay. It's been a rough ride and I can't say that it's better or that it's perfectly fixed, but it's gotten better. So, anybody else there that's like me, don't stop. There's, there's probably something better out there for you. Just, just 
don't give up. It might suck for years, but you'll get there eventually. Back in 2002, my brother and I were uh, going to a, a movie, um, and we wanted to see it on one of those very big screens, so we searched around and, and found one that was playing in a city and uh, went to the movie theater. When we were in line buying the ticket, uh, the lady behind the counter uh, asked us if we were fans of the band Blink-182. And uh, I looked at my brother and kind of looked back at her and said, yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're all right. And uh, she said, they're in that theater right there watching the uh, IMAX uh, movie. It was that uh, X Games or X Games movie that had like BMX jumps and stuff like that at the time. And so my brother and I look at each other. And we still had about 15 minutes before our our movie was going to start. So uh, we snuck in. Uh, we went straight into the movie that IMAX, big BMX kind of bike jumping movie. And uh, sure enough, we saw the guys from uh, Blink-182, and my brother and I kind of sat down right next to them. And uh, it was only about five minutes um, and we didn't, we're not the ones that talk during a film or anything, but I kind of gave him a little head nod. He kind of gave me a little head nod. And um, we stayed in there, like I said, about five minutes, and then uh, got up and took off and went, went to our own movie. But that's my uh, movie theater Blink-182 story. thought you guys would like it. Thanks. Yeah, responding to the question about being alone in the universe, I think it, I think that would be scarier because it shows that we're doing irreparable damage to any other people or life forms that could come after us. And like, I don't know. I think that's part of it, but also a lot of people are saying in the chat, and I agree with, that it's just scary being alone, scary of the, of the thought that there's no other existing life form out there. There's no other societies. We are a species based entirely on connections with others. So for there to be no one else outside of ourselves to connect with, it's scary. It's terrifying just having this vast expanse of nothingness outside yeah, no. It's something to think about for sure. Something about that previous caller that mentioned, are we alone in the universe or not? My take is, realistically thinking, we may be the only ones out there that, the reason being, we're the ones who developed first. And something interesting I like to think about, maybe we're the first race. The first race the ancient aliens that created all in existence and enriched the races to come. We are going to be those aliens sometime in the future. I'm 36 years old, and I've never done drugs or anything outside the lines in my life. And I really, 
really, really want to try shrooms. I want to have a trip, and I have no idea how to even go about finding out how to do that. Since it's not legal yet, and I can't really just ask people, (laughs) but I really, really want to know what it's like. Yeah, so when the pandemic started, I was bored as hell. And I thought, you know, what's something that I've always wanted to do that I can do now? And I figured, you know, scuba diving. It's fun, it's cheaper, and it's pretty safe. Or I thought so. Uh, the safety part is going to be important later. So I got certified, did a couple dives, and I was in this pretty dark lake, about 60 feet deep, doing a scuba dive. And I had what we call DCI, or diver compression illness, which happens when air gets into your bloodstream, or nitrogen bubbles, sorry, get into your bloodstream, because you're actually breathing a mix of nitrogen and oxygen, not just oxygen. And that nitrogen can get into your blood and do a lot of wacky stuff. But uh, I ramble on. The point is, 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 the point is that... (sighs) I was 60 feet underwater and blacked out. Uh, the next thing I remember was waking up in the back of an ambulance on the way to the hospital. Uh, got treated for decompression illness, and that was that. You know, didn't dive for a while. I uh, did a couple pool dives just to get back into the safety standards and stuff, and all was well, or so I thought. I had another incident in which air crossed over into my heart, which was really dangerous. And on the drive home from that scuba dive, I kind of pressed into my neck some and into my arms, and I felt air bubbles in them. But, uh, yeah, I've invested $5,000 into scuba diving in over a year now of time and effort into it, only to be told that since I have a PFO, which is a hole in your heart, which which lets air bubbles from one side to the other, that I can't dive again. So now it's like... (laughs) My hobby, the one thing that I had going for me, I can never do it again, ever. Or I have to get a very risky surgery, which I'm not going to do. So I guess my question and my final statement would be, make sure you know everything about something before you dive into it. And what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Thanks. Um, hi. This is part three of the dolphin drowning story. I promise I'm getting close to the end. So the trainer tells me to slap my hands on top of the water a couple of times, then make a cup with my hands and hold it close to my chest. I'm not falling for this. I know that the dolphin's going to come put his nose in my hands. So I splash on top of the water make a cup with my hands, but I hold it as far off my body as I can. Sure enough, Mitch comes over and puts his dirty nose right into my hands. So now the trainer's like, okay, hold him up out of the water, and we'll take a picture of you giving him a kiss. Well, I raise my arms up, but because of buoyancy and my tiny life vest, when I raise my hands up, or arms up, to bring Mitch out of the water, I sink and go underneath the water. I would like to tell you that I didn't freak out, but I'm not going to lie to you. I freaked out. So I did what came 
to me as a good idea, I grabbed Mitch's nose, pushed Mitch under the water, and then pushed myself up, and I sat on him. When I did this, the trainers lost it. They're jumping up and down their platform. They're screaming, no, 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 let him go, let him go. To which I respond, he lives in the ocean. He's fine. I'm the one that's new here. I can't breathe. This goes back and forth for about 30 seconds. So I let the dolphin go. Dolphins aren't as smart as they say that they are because instead of swimming away, he stayed there. And those trainers definitely aren't very smart because they just saw what happened, but they asked me to do it again because they want to get a picture. Well, rinse, wash, and repeat. I left Mitch up. I go into the water. I freak out. I grab Mitch, push Mitch back under the water, and I sit on him again. Again, the trainers are screaming, let him go, let him go. I'm not letting go this time. I learned my lesson. Maybe they all didn't, but I did. After quite some time of coercion, I let Mitch go. He still doesn't swim away. I compromise and bring him a little bit closer, but still not to my face, and I hold it up. Now they want me to kiss him. I just tried to drown this dolphin in international waters. I think it's pretty safe to say and assume that I'm not going to kiss this dolphin. And I tell them just that. So they take the picture of me reluctantly holding Mitch. I don't know where that picture is because I wasn't going to pay for it, but somewhere there's a picture of me holding a dolphin that I tried to drown in Jamaica. And Mitch, if you're still out there, I haven't forgotten, and one day I'm going to come back and get you and finish the job. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find more episodes on Spotify and iTunes. We also post episodes to YouTube, individual messages to Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. All of those are at CallerGoAhead. And you can find all of our work at CallerGoAhead.com. The show is made possible by the games we make, Party Games, Super Fight, and Red Flags, the miniatures game Gatefall. You can find out about all of those at JackDyer.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.